0: And Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for this beautiful Thursday morning, and uh, Lord, we thank you in advance for, again, what you're going to uh, speak to us this morning. Um, as Justin and I were just talking offline, it feels like, um, Lord, that you're putting on a lot of our, our thoughts and mind around being good enough, and what does that mean? And so, Lord, we're excited to hear um, Justin's perspective. And um, again, I just ask you to bless Justin and his wife and kids and um, the things that you have him about. I just ask you to bless those things, Lord, right now. And we thank you for Justin and his leadership. And um, uh, we just love you this morning, Lord. Amen. Justin Wolfenberg, thank you for uh, leading today. (laughs) Once again. My
1: pleasure. My pleasure. Great. And you and I last week at our kind of apprenticeship program, this kind of question came up about, am I good enough? Or am I worthy of God's love? Am I good? You know, and that kind of question, I think, has been circling in our culture for a long time. Uh, At least In my Christian walk, that's kind of been one of the things we've been talking about. And there was a point in time where I started just kind of wondering about that question and other statements we say, Mm -hmm. and kind of Wondering if there are actually answers to those in the Bible or are they just kind of cultural things? Mm-hmm. And this whole thread that I kind of became a Christian was you know, the, the reason I have so many problems is my dad never told me that he was proud of me, is sort of kind of the baseline theology of, of where we were. And if my dad had just set me down, you're sort of what, you know, God opened the clouds to his son Jesus and said, This is my son who I'm well pleased, right? That kind of narrative has taken off in our culture. And we have sort of moved into what I would call the culture of the self-esteem gospel, right? Yeah. And what I've noticed is our theology actually follows our culture. And we sort of veer off. We might take a biblical principle. We sort of veer off from these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking as preparing about this, uh, I was thinking back to the SNL days. And some of you may or may not know this, but the Stuart Smalley clip, uh, I'm going to try to play this i don't know if it'll work or not but uh and, and i think this is sort of what our culture has gone to and i don't know if it's necessarily good and this is sort of what it sounds like here i refuse to beat myself i am an attractive i am fun to be daily affirmation Yes, and then he goes on to bring on Michael Jordan, and it's hysterical, right? And this idea of like we just had a high enough self-esteem, we would yes. be okay. Yeah. And, uh, I've watched this in the many small groups I've been in. We sit and we affirm each other, and 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 it, it feels wonderful for about, you know, 24 hours before we come crashing off this high, and I actually end up feeling worse, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a really fascinating thing, and I've even noticed this with my kids' birthdays, you know, and it's their day to be the center of attention. Where they get all the attention. Of course, they love it, but 24 to 48 hours, they're actually in a worse place. It's really fascinating to pay attention to this. They become more entitled, more selfish after we over affirm them. And we're seeing this in the generation that's coming up behind us. It's unbelievable. They are the most encouraged generation ever. And we keep heaping it on because we think that's going to solve problems. And what we're finding out is this generation is incredibly narcissistic and incredibly insecure, they cannot handle any sense of feedback at all. And so I'm kind of wondering, are we on the right path, have we taken an idea and maybe skewed something because of culture, and maybe there's a different approach with this, and bear with me, we'll end in a good spot here, but I want to take us down thinking potentially a a different way. Uh, If we go look in Deuteronomy 7, you know, uh, Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 8, God was answering this question. Why did he choose the nation of Israel of all the people on earth? Why did he choose the nation of Israel, right? Mm -hmm. And this is says: for you are a holy people to the Lord, your God, the Lord, your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people, for you were the least of all these people. But because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord he has brought out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And what I like about that verse, it says, no, 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 you weren't actually special. You weren't actually impressive. (laughs) I'm doing this because of my promise I made, because of me and my character, not because of who you are. And then again, in Deuteronomy 9, something kind of similar here, 4 through 6, he's talking about when they go into the land and they're going to inherit the land. He goes, do not think in your heart after the Lord your God has cast them out before you, saying... Because of my righteousness, the Lord has brought me in to possess this land, but it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out from before you. Hmm. It is not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of, of your heart that you go in to possess their land, but because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God drives them out before you and that he may fulfill the word which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Therefore, understand that the Lord your God is not giving this good land to possess because of your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it goes on. And I but I think that's an upside-down way to approach the gospel. Mm-hmm. What if the answer was, what if the truth was, is I'm not good enough? What yeah. if the truth is, is I'm not worthy. I have this nagging insecurity inside of me always, and I think most of us do to some degree. What if it was just true?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It was just true. I am not good enough, and I am not worthy. I I found an incredible sense of freedom. The guys that I mentor uh, in the morning, my goal is to make them feel incredibly worse about themselves. (laughs) That's (laughs) really terrible. But uh, we find there's a ton of freedom in that because I think it's actually really true. Uh, And because it gives God the glory. And I think part of the answer here for us is that uh, it is true because of who God is. I'm not actually worthy. I'm not actually good enough, yeah. but I am loved. Yeah. Not because I'm worthy or good enough. And I think this nagging thing where we keep trying to encourage people, over-encouraging them and trying to boost their self-esteem into believing God's love is actually having a counterproductive effect. Uh, And it's actually the opposite. Because think about this. How often did Jesus sit down with a crowd of people, his disciples, (laughs) and, and just sit down and say, oh, I love you. You're good enough. Let me encourage you. There's almost no recorded time of that, except when he was with Peter and then You know, he says, I'm going to build my church upon you. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, he's calling him Satan, you know? So like, it didn't even last long. Didn't go well for Peter either. And uh, it's just sense that I think we're going around, potentially around this the wrong way. And I think there's incredible freedom if we are just saying, uh, man, is it? Am I worth it? Am I good enough? No. I'm definitely not. That, that's what I actually feel in my heart. I feel terrible things about me, but because God is who he says he is, it's actually an act of faith for me. I actually have to trust. I actually have to trust because of God, who he is, that yeah. I am loved and I am treasured. And I think we just skip to you're good enough. You're worth it. If God, if you were the one person on this earth, God would die for you. I'm like, I Actually, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. That self-esteem gospel. I do not think is working for us. When we think if we're worth it or not, right? You know, I'm thinking about. I got to get some tires on my truck today, and I'm going. Should I? Should I get the Michelin tires? Right? Are they worth worth the extra three hundred dollars? Right? And I can make a decision, yes or no, on that because the outcome is going to be worth it uh you know uh, or you and i are trying to start this apprenticeship program and we're going to put a bunch in time and money in and we're going to say is it worth it mm-hmm. to help change the course of these kids lives and i hope the answer we're thinking the answer is yes it's worth it it's actually worth it mm-hmm. but because of the gospel was jesus dying on the cross because i was worthy or good enough the answer is no i am not worthy i am not good enough even today I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I remember Thomas who's, when Thomas was about three years old, I took him to work with me and, and uh, I was hustling down the stairs to fix this water heater or whatever. And he was following me down and I, and I just busted. It was one of these old before code level stairs. They're super steep. He goes tumbling down these stairs and and face plants, you know, I've seen lots of kids fall and 99% of the time you're like, shake it off. And this one, he hit the ground, his face smacked right on his eye. And I was like, oh no. Mm -hmm. And I picked him up and his face and his eye was bloody and a mess. And I was like, oh no, this was my fault, you know? And I, you know, quickly got him up and I, we had walked to work. So I had to run home and, uh, get my wife to take him to the hospital and everything. And I, I remember in that moment when I saw what I had done with my negligence, you know, mm-hmm. my first thought, my first, this is the truth about who I am. My first thought was, oh no, what is this gonna do to my reputation? That was my first thought. Yeah. And I, I was so ashamed by that thought. Mm-hmm. And, and the more I thought about it, I said, it's just true. I am the most selfish person there is (laughs) i am so terrible you know and i and i didn't try to deny it i didn't try to self-esteem myself i said that's actually true about who i am this is when i've been a christian for a long time you know whatever maturity i am it's not impressive you know and i i said that's just true about who i am and at that moment when i said that is true i'm terribly a selfish person Mm -hmm. god's grace just poured over me in a way that was beautiful i received god's grace his love his forgiveness, Mm -hmm. uh, it was profound, a profound moment for me, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was the upside down self-esteem gospel, it was not trying to say, no, Justin, you're a good parent, accidents happen to everybody else, no, no." I was a very bad parent in that moment, in fact, I took that picture of his eye all swollen up, and I put it up in my dresser, so I wouldn't forget how bad of a parent I am, and keep me humble, in these moments of who I am, and I have to trust. I ha- Why I like this approach, it's because it's not about me and who I am. And if I'm good enough or worthy, I'm not. It's about who God is. And he is going to be faithful to the promise that he made to Abraham, to Jesus, and all these other things. Uh, and I think that is the pathway to feeling God's love. We are never going to feel worthy. We are never going to feel good enough in our souls, but we can absolutely receive his grace and his truth because of who he is and it makes it so undependent on me mm-hmm. uh, and so that that is really but when i when i've been hearing and thinking about this good enough question i've found almost this upside down answer through the gospel that no the answer is no mm-hmm. i'm not not worthy enough but i am loved because of who god
0: is mm-hmm. uh, uh,
1: has given me a ton of peace to think about it in that manner
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot to chew on. That is a lot to chew on, and and it is interesting. Again, if you if you splice up the, the last fifteen minutes, it's so easy to take one comment out of context, isn't it? Yeah. And so and, and and so taking it as the whole um, definitely gives me a lot to think about. Um, yeah, and I, I i i don't I can't recall hearing the self esteem gospel that term. Uh, But I certainly resonate with that. I certainly can see that. And it's a very thin, there's a very fine line, it seems like, um, even as you're sharing, and I'm mentally processing this even out loud right now, there's a fine line between like, allowing the enemy to be oppressive with that comment that I'm not good enough, right? Which isn't, which isn't the intent. And then the, but but on the leadership side, the humility that um, you're speaking of, and I, I because I know you, um, it's easier for me to understand your um, point of view as from a from a humility standpoint, um, and I think that's again just more for me to kind of process and try to figure out how the how the enemy speaks to us with this message, and then how. Uh, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. So I, I, I'm glad that, uh, that, um, that God has you in my life, Justin, that you and I have a chance to unpack some of these things because it is, it is, it is quite a bunch to, uh, to digest. So I thank you for your, um, for your willingness to lead and, and on a very short notice as I uh, misspoke yesterday. So I appreciate your leadership today and stepping in, getting up extra early to lead yes. this conversation. So I love good. you, Justin. And uh, will you pray us into the, the rest of our day? And I'll see you in, a, in an hour or so.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think too. And I want it like when we feel that self-esteem, terrible things about ourselves, it's really important, like you said, it's not. it's not that we want to agree and follow the shame path down a terrible pit. We know that's not going to be helpful. But we want to just say, yes, those are actually true. And because of Jesus, Uh (laughs) I am loved. And I think that's the missing step. We just try to start encouraging people. And so I don't want to fall off the shame cliff on the other side and just wallow in self-pity all day long. I don't want, I want to, uh, the the gospel is the crux of this thing Mm. before any encouragement comes. And I think we're actually missing the gospel, Mm. uh, trying the self-esteem over encouragement approach Mm. in this and uh, so I, anyways, yeah, let me pray. God, thank you for today. Thank yeah. you for people and and our lives and and the ability to sharpen each other and all the men on this thing and women on this thing that have sharpened us. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just pray you continue to sharpen us and grow us in the truth of who you are. And we just bless you. And we thank you that you are a promise keeper. Yeah. And it's not dependent
0: on me. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, well done. Good stuff.